Hey yo, welcome to the winner's circle. Polish your crown, here to optimize your workflow. That service now. This ain't your typical run of the mill. Tech talk OGs, we're the best in the field. We'll help you level up and build your credibility. Now let me ask you one question, who the realest be? Unapologetic, if we said it, then we meant it. Foundation build on trust, authentic, so it's cemented. Better make way, only facts in the booth. You're now tuned in with CJ and the Duke. Uh, what's success? I'll let you in on the scoop. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Come on. All right, Corey, what are we talking about today? Duke, today we're going to talk about the art of communication. Ah, nice. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> I, think we, I think we've almost done this one like five or six times. Yeah, I think we've we've grabbed bits and pieces, right? And we've um and we've integrated into um other shows. But I think it this is an important enough concept that I think it bears its own episode. It is, and I I tell people all the time, especially the beginners, like there's two ways you advance: either you display the hard skills, and or you have the narrative to those hard skills, right? Right. And narrative, you can't do the narrative without proper communication skills. And over the years, I've come to come to realize that these aren't necessarily the most obvious things in the world. So we're here to bring you just a few, uh, and we hope they we hope that you hope. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one: <laughs> don't stutter. <laughs> uh, Man, it's been a while since we've had one of those. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to leave that one in. I'm just too bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you, why don't you roll on first? All right, Duke. So um, I, wrote a, I wrote a newsletter uh, a, a while ago, right? And, and when I say a while, it's like a year. And, uh, and I, some of the topics were um, was one about communication. What I like to start with, right, is knowing your audience. For me, that's, like, that's one of the keys. Actually, it's the... Um, it's the number one key, in my opinion, in order to be understood is knowing the audience that you're trying to reach and knowing how they're listening to you. Right. So and what I mean by that is if you're talking to a C-level audience, right, they don't want the details. They want they want the high level. They want to know how this is going to make them better or how it's going to make them more money, et cetera, et cetera. Right. If you're talking to the text, they want the details. They want all the techie nitty gritty. Do, does your product have an API? Great. Is it well documented? Awesome. Show it to me. Right. Like that's that's the level that they're at. Right. And if you're talking to, to a beginner, right, like you're going to you don't use acronyms. <laughs> right. Because nobody knows, you know what? Like, I mean, we see this a lot right now in the um, in the uh, uh, in the ecosystem. Right. When you see folks write snow instead of uh, service now. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, you know, that look at right. I mean, you drop this S. No, I mean, I get it. I get how you get there. Right. It's wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> we should tell them why it's wrong, though, because it's not just like we can't just language gatekeep. Um, so snow is also a sometimes competing asset management platform. So but yeah, we like don't we we're. I mean, we're kind of jerks about it sometimes, aren't we? <laughs> we yeah, use there's... it for gatekeeping. Like the people who have been around a long time definitely use Snow versus SN as a gatekeeping tool. Oh, you're new, you're calling it Snow. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And and look, it's, and it's a good tag, right? Like so yeah. it's like automatically I know that I should change, right? The way that I communicate 
mm-hmm. communicate because now I know my audience, right? Yeah. So now, you know, I start talking in a different way. Like when I'm talking to you, Duke, I'm talking to you in one way because we've both been doing this for longer than we both care to say. And <laughs> when I'm talking to other folks, right, and they write snow, it's like, okay, I need to back up and start to get start this again from first principles, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I guess you can also take from this, there's kind of like um a change in tone, right? There's like a difference yeah. in tone you take. Like if you're like, say you have bad news and, uh, and you, and you have to bring that bad news to a stakeholder. Right. Right. Like it's kind of understanding where your audience fits and, and that kind of, that, that will bleed into other topics we have here. Like, uh, like the art of summary and, um, and options and evidence. There's a couple other things we'll talk about here. Um, but I'll, yeah. I'll just kind of like dovetail on this, uh, knowing your audience is, is get really good at summary. So yeah, like everybody's seen those huge emails that talk about everything, but like just get really good at taking large complex things and learning how to summarize and people will drill in, ask you to, to provide more. But I think if you can get like compress the message into a smaller space, people always appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like folks want to know, like, what's the overall gist of the thing? And then the parts of this that I'm more interested in, those are the parts where you can kind of dive deeper. Yeah. Right. But give give me the high level. This is the this is the, you know, the the, the plot of the story. And then we can talk about the details. Yeah, absolutely. So and a good place to practice the artist summary is on your resumes, because I'll tell you, I'm Ooh. still getting people sending me these like I'm not entitled like five or six and pay like eight to 11, 12 page. What? <laughs> Just what? summarize, right? If Chuck Tomasi can get his resume on one page. Yeah. You don't have you any know, like, <laughs> you, you can get yours onto two. Um, right. So practice your summarization. Well, actually practicing summary at all is a great idea. Like if you have, you come off of a, maybe you're in a cohort, you're training on something. What'd you learn that day? Right. Which right. took eight hours of the day. Summarize that in one paragraph. Right. 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 Or exactly. four sentences or something like that. Get it into a summary. Practice it. It's an art form. And the more you write, the better you get at it. Ooh, that's a great one. Um, the more you write, the better you get at it. Um, and, and, you know, I, what I've realized is that the more I write, the better I get at this podcast. Right. And the better I get at communication in general. Um uh, there's a, a I can't remember. It's a podcast I was listening to a, a, a while ago, and, and what he, and he said that something that stuck with me to this day. He's like, I write a lot so that when I'm doing interviews, I'm not creating, I'm recalling, right? So in that in yeah. that, in that right, yeah. So in that, that conversation now, I'm just recalling things that I've already written written about. Right. It's really easy to pull that up and, and throw that into a, you know, into the conversation and, and, and be knowledgeable about it because you've already done the research. You've already written about it. It's already in your head instead of like having to think about the question on the fly and, and answer it. Right. So, yeah, the more like I said, the more I write, the more the, the better I get at this podcast and every other aspect of communication. Man, I'm feeling that. Like how many rants have I gone on? But I just write the rant down and now you're just like package. They're like, right. They're just, um, they're almost like um, commodities now. <laughs> oh, this topic? Let me go on my three-point rant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Duke, you got 60 seconds documentation, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right, right? Man, you got another one yeah yeah so uh the next one i, I go with is um listen actively right and so listening actively is a skill that i think um is a muscle that needs to be worked right it needs to be exercised and and the reason for that is that you when you're in a conversation, especially when you're in a conversation that's, that where you're a part of a group, and this is going to happen um, often in your life, but especially during um, situations like a job interview, right? Like sometimes it's going to be two or three people on the call with you and they're going to be asking you questions. And while you're talking to someone, someone else is thinking about the things that you're saying, and then they're going to come back with a follow-up based on something that you just said, right? And you need to be... Um, when, when I'm talking about listening actively, right? Like when that person is now talking to you, you need to be understanding what they're talking about because somebody else might follow up on on the conversation or that little segment of the conversation that, that, that just happened. And so how do you know like where you are in this conversation and what might be asked of you next and how to convey expertise, right? Which is what you're trying to do in a job interview is to listen to the tone and the words in the actual conversation and not just wait for the next time for you to talk. Man, there's so many hacks on that too. Like, um, I guess one place the beginners can apply this right away is like, listen to the question, but then pause, right? Yeah. Pause yeah. and consider it. You know, the, the, the answer, the first answer to every question should be pause and take a deep breath because it gives you, it gives you that like that extra second to see, did I really understand that right? Yeah, exactly. And another yeah, hack and that just, I Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say another like, hack that I like to do ah, too, right? Is, again. <laughs> <laughs> you first, you first. No, I mean just building on the pause, right? Like another another thing I like to throw on with the pause is the repeating the question back. Right? So Ooh, somebody's yeah. asking you a question, pause. My what I heard you say was blah, blah 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 right, and that gives you still a little bit more time to form your answer, right? Because you already know that you heard it correctly. You're repeating it back so that your um so your audience knows that you heard it correctly and they know that you're paying attention. But it also gave you gave yourself a few more seconds to craft that answer perfectly before you let it go. Oh, dude, totally riffing on this, but um, like when you're in requirements gathering or if yeah. you're being told what to do. Like it always pays off communication wise to, to repeat what they said. Like, right. not just do I understand the question, but I heard you say this is, am I, am I, am I saying it back to you correctly? And don't just, the, the art of it is don't just repeat what they said, but repeat it with your own understanding. Right. Right. Like, and, and, and building on that Duke, right. Like if, if we're in requirements gathering, you know, you give me a requirement, I'm going to repeat it back to you and my understanding, but I'm going to repeat it back to you with my understanding and the context of the tool. Right. Yep. And so then that they understood what they asked of me and I'm telling them, okay, and this is what, how we get there or the context around what we're looking at. Right. And so it, before I've even answered the question, I've kind of answered the question. <laughs> so, you know, those, those things are important, I think. Oh, it's absolutely important. It's super critical. I mean, I think if there's one thing that I would just pat myself on the back with for every job I get onto, it's really getting into that deep with the customers. Like they're, they're yeah. describing their world to the, to me and I'm just saying, okay, I heard you say this, what I think it means. Does that sound right? Yes, that sounds right. Or, or no, let's refresh it. It gets, it's kept me out of so much trouble. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, right, like you're going to build this thing that they're asking you for, and that's going to take time. It's better to spend a few minutes up front to save a bunch of hours on the back end. Mm-hmm. All right, what you got to do? List for the description. Repeat stuff. <laughs> 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 um, okay, what do I have next? Um, part It goes part and parcel with the art of the summary, but I call it options and evidence. Okay. So there's um, like kind of the worst thing you could do is give like a yes or no answer. Right. Yeah. Um, can we do this? Yes. <laughs> or, or, or can we do it? No. Um, and I learned this, oh man, I had this boss. So true. Her, name, her name was Roz and I credit her so much with how I, how I grew up <laughs> like in my career. <laughs> Cause I remember it was, I was working with a tool that was before service now and it was horrific. It was an awful tool. Um, and she'd come to me and she's like, my stakeholders are asking for this. Like, can you get me this? And I'd be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And she'd be like, Robert, (laughs) Robert, go back to your desk and think about this for an hour and come back to me with options. Cause I can't go back to my stakeholders with a no. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, (laughs) grumpy at my desk. And then it'd be like, okay, well, you know what? It's kind of, I cut you give them evidence and, and options. So it's like the evidence side of it would be like, well, we know we can't do this, this, or this because blank. Right. Right. But here are some other options and they may bend the rules a bit, but they're still options. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And so basically for everything that you're, whenever you're in a difficult, I guess this is like the, the communication strategies when you're in difficulty, right? So it could be you're in difficulty with the stakeholder. They want something. It can't mm, really be done super well. So give them options. But also, if, 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 if the problem is between you and a technical barrier, and you know, you're exercising your first instinct of let's go ask somebody, then exercise that thing about having evidence. Like, um, like, hey, I'm having trouble with this thing. Could you help me out? Here's the three things I have already tried. Right. We, we did a whole last episode on this. Right, how to get the help you want. We'll have that in the description below. Everybody take a shot. Uh, <laughs> but we talk about this extensively. It's just like it, it, it's a whole other paradigm when you can come up to somebody and says, I need help. Here's what I know already or that I've tried already. Oh, right. And for the simple reason too, I'll just, you know, give a little context on why this is important, right? Is that you when you're looking for help you want to you want to give the person that's helping you you want to request the least amount possible for them to, in order to get what you want right because you're asking a favor right mm-hmm. and so if you come to me and say hey i noticed that you're great at service now can you help me that tells me absolutely nothing and that gave me work right yeah. and it gave and what's worse is it gave me work and i don't even know what the what the resolution is right so it, it, it doesn't necessarily um, uh, incline me to actually, you know, to go and reach out and say, sure, I can help you. What's going on? So you want to just put yourself in the best possible position by, by putting that, throwing out those options, right? It's like, hey, you know, and that evidence, right? That, so I can take you seriously. Hey, these are the things that I've done over the last three months, right? And I'm really trying to get to the next level in this career. How yeah. can you help me? Yeah, yeah. Nothing's more frustrating than... This is a little bit more specific, but like, let's say somebody asks, Hey, how do I do this in service now? Or, 
or this won't work for me. And right. I'll be like, hey, try X. Oh, I've already tried that. Why didn't you tell me that you tried that? <laughs> right. It's important. Now, now I'm you know, like, like you chewed your food and now you've made me chew your food. And that's gross. That's <laughs> disgusting. But that's how it yeah, feels that's... to me when it's just like, oh, I, oh, you already tried the three things I just listed. Thanks for not telling me the things you've already tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, right, because look, we all have a finite amount of time, right? And this is like mm-hmm. a volunteer sort of thing, right? So help me help you. Exactly. Yep. Options and evidence. That's that's saved my hide more than a few times. All right, so for me, Duke, the next one that that's always on my list, body language, right? Like, so watch your body language when you're when you're communicating. Watch the intonation of your words. Watch the demeanor that you have in a in the in the situation, right? And and when I say watch, I just mean pay attention to, right? Yes. Because all of these things uh, affect the the emotional state of the people you're talking to an emotional state is important in the conversation right like there's a lot of things that is intangibles right but i guess since i'm trying to convey it right uh, emotional state is important because when you're in the conversation and everyone's having a good time you're more likely to get what you want and even more importantly when you're in a conversation and everyone's having a good time when they have to think back on that conversation to relay it to someone else when they think back there they're going to smile, right? Because they were having a good time. And mm-hmm. when they relay that information to another party, it's going to have that little tinge of happiness to it, that little tinge of joy, right? And so that's going to only benefit you, especially in a job interview, right? So, you know, pay attention to like the demeanor of you and the demeanor of the conversation. Uh, pay attention to the way that you, the way that you're talking. I mean, you probably notice sometimes on this on this podcast, especially right. Like sometimes I get like super excited, mm-hmm. right? My words get a little faster, right? Like you kind of you almost hear the smile. Like right now, you can almost hear the smile, like <laughs> when I'm talking, right? Like that's important. Showing that passion, that excitement, right? That brings people in, you know. And 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 when you bring people in, they're listening more intentionally and, and intently to you, right? Like you again more likely to be able to convey the thing that you are thinking about uh, more effectively. And also if it's a request, more likely to get what you want. Right. And, and, and and body language going back and just kind of rounding these kind of like these three kind of points out in the underbody language, so to speak. Uh, When you're in a, and in, in actually, when you're in any conversation, virtual or physical, right? Like, watch how you're approaching it. Are you slouching? Don't slouch. Sit up, right? Uh, when you're virtual, fill up the screen. Like, there's too many times I jump on a Zoom and a person's like a dot in the in the in the grand kind of scheme of the of the of the um of the picture, right? Like, no, fill up the space, right? Like, fill up the the um the screen when you're in person. Be bigger. Right. Like project a little because it projects confidence and people like to be around confident people. I think the whole like aesthetics is not um, emphasized enough. Agreed. Like in, in any form of like formal education, forget about it. Nobody's teaching you how to like be like groom yourself nicely and stuff. This is all stuff like your mom Duke, and dad were supposed to teach Duke, you. Duke, what? I learned this in school. Did you really? <laughs> yes. My high school Man. had. We had a we had a class at my high school. It was like uh, I forget the title of it, but it was like a professional development class. I was taught how to um, do a proper handshake, and to this day, every time, almost every time I shake someone's hands, I'm like, "Oh man, that's a great handshake." 
Yeah. yeah, I was taught in school. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I guess I'm lucky. I wish my school would have taught it, but I wish it from a retrospective, like seeing how many people don't necessarily know this. Um, but I had I had an infantry officer as a father and, <laughs> and, and, and a primary school teacher as a mother. So it was like, you know what I mean? Right yeah. up until high school. This is how you comb your hair. This is how you brush your teeth. <laughs> This is how you shake a hand. Stand up straight. Don't slouch. And, you know, look that person in the eye. He just said hello to you. What's your problem? They're yes. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. I'm just like, you know, I'm thankful for it now. <laughs> now that I have kids that I'm talking to about this stuff. But, yeah. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> okay. But let's get specific, okay? Like, yeah. Okay. Aesthetics. Don't slouch. Sit up straight. You know what I mean? Straight back. Because it makes people look like you're listening to them. If you're slouching, it looks like you're tired and you got nothing better to do. Yeah. yeah it might not be your intent in your head, but that's the that's what it trips off. And just pay attention, like make a game out of it. Look at other people in your life and just like give just speak in your mind a second. The first impression you get just by looking at that person in that moment. Yeah. And lean into it. And then remember that that's how people see you. And that's what they're doing in their head. But they're doing it in a picosecond and they're not even thinking about it. They've judged you and they don't even know. But they're, but they're certainly reacting to the thing that their body cued them to. And this all goes back to like the caveman stuff, right? And just pattern recognition. How do I know if this person's friendly? How do I know if they're a threat? How do they know if they're tugging their weight in the tribe? You know? Yep. Um, and, and we can't, we can't unprogram that. <laughs> So, like, um, I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but yeah, but put in the reps. Like, study how study how good aesthetics work. So we're talking about posture, grooming, uh, clothing selection, and I'm saying we have to go back to some kind of like 1950s dress and beauty aesthetic, right? Um, but just- I think everybody has a feel for what looks nice, right? Yeah, and it's about a it's about you know um, presenting yourself in a manner that's consistent with the place that you're in. Oh, right? yeah, so good. Right. So when you're going to like, if you're going to get a job at IBM, you are not showing up there without a coat and a tie, right? Like it's yep. just not happening, right? Or or you will get asked, you won't even have the meeting, right? Yeah. Like so, it's like presenting yourself, you know, for the for the place that you're in. Yeah, and the whole you, presentation matters so much. Right. Man, I remember. Okay, so in my first in my first consulting gig, and I was um, it was a it was a primitive tool similar to ServiceNow, Magic Tool Service Desk. You know this. Oh um, yeah. So I, there was this old timer there, and he was like, "We were about to embark for this customer," and this old timer like, "Wear a suit," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, okay." Thinking, you know, my parents taught me that I'll definitely wear a suit. You know, I wore a suit to my first day of college, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, all the other guys on the team were like, no, 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 this customer's super cool, super laid back environment. Everybody's in ripped jeans and like, don't wear a suit, stick out like a sore thumb. You look like an idiot. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll try there because there's more of them. And I'm like, okay, I'll try their word of advice. I got there and then it was like, apparently like the whole board was visiting that office. So it was like everybody was in suits and I was in a golf shirt and jeans and I looked like oh. an idiot. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, I'd rather look like an idiot in a suit 
<laughs> when yes. nobody else has one. It's better to be the best dressed in the room than the than the not best dressed in the room by a mile. <laughs> no, absolutely, right, absolutely, man, Duke. I got a story too. I'll just I'll, I'll make this one quick. Um, and but it's a lot more recent than that. So what happened is I got uh, service now engagement few years ago, um, just before the pandemic, uh, clients, uh, clients, a big client in uh, DC, they want an on-site visit. So I got, there's two of us on the project, me and the uh, guy I was working with, and we go out there and I show up and I've got on a, I've got on the, uh, I got on a sports jacket. I've got on a collared shirt. I got on uh, slacks and nice shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get in there and, and the guy pulls me over uh, our contact, right. And we had a report at this point because we'd been working on the project for, for a bit. He pulls me over about half uh, about a half hour into the visit once we had got a, a got he got a chance to pull me alone it's like hey man this is a, a full suit um sort of place right so yeah i get that you're here now but if you could at least have a tie i think it would go a long way so he told this to me he also t- told this to um the guy i was working with right mm-hmm. so at the end of that at the end of that day right like i went out and i bought a tie because i didn't bring any with me right so i bought a couple ties and the next day i show up with a tie the next day, the, the next day, the guy I'm working with shows up in jeans <laughs> and no jacket, no tie. And it's like, you know, and, and so long story short, right? Like a, a couple of weeks later, they asked to have that guy removed from the uh, from the project. Right. And a large part of it was presentation. Right. Like, you know, you once you've been told like what what the presentation lo- needs to look like in this place and you mm-hmm. you and you ignore it anyway, like it, it to them, it's disrespecting them. Right. It's yeah. disrespecting the client when you sometimes when you disrespect the place, you disrespect the people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and when that happens, you've lost all all, um, all chance of communication. It's funny. I know it's like it's a cultural thing that we don't. I think it's a little bit more taboo to talk about today, but I know it is. That's one thing my grandma taught me was it's just like, you don't just dress up um, for you. Right. It's not just about you. Right. Um, It's like when you, when you dress up or at least when you pay attention to your appearance, you're doing it for the benefit of other people too. Like it shows them that you care enough about them to like, to put your best foot forward. Gosh, my dad, <laughs> my dad told me this story when he was a kid. He did something like bad at school. And the teacher's like, you have your mother report here at the end of the day. I want to talk to your mother. And uh, and so he went to his house and kind of like dilly-dallied and then waited until the last minute and told his mom. And she like lost her mind because she didn't have time to pick out a nice dress and the proper gloves and the right bonnet. And <laughs> <laughs> Right? We don't have to go to that level, but it's still like I think we're belaboring the point here that aesthetics do matter in terms of your dress, your grooming, um, posture, your posture, your eye contact, your handshake. Yeah. Um, yeah, it all adds up. And everybody, every I think everybody can understand a time where they were like magnetized by someone, right? Yes, you know, somebody yes. with that presence. And just pick it apart. You know, they didn't have that presence because they were schlubby. They didn't have that <sighs> presence because they were slouchy. You know what I mean? They had yep. enough pieces of the puzzle and then maybe a squirt something extra. <laughs> but- Dude, no, absolutely. I got a, I got a buddy, right? He's uh, He was the executive director on the uh, board that I was um, serving on. He was executive director of, of a, executive director of the organization of a board I was serving on, right? And uh, he's, he no longer is. But one of the things that, Whenever his his name comes up as the topic of conversation, the very first thing that that folks say, 
polished. <laughs> just that one word, polished, right? Like, yeah. and and that's and you look, it it helps because it's it the way that in which they say it, it's almost like a smile comes on their face as well. It's like like polished, and then it's professional, right? And and all of these kind of like good terms that you want to hear when someone's speaking about you and your career, right? And so you know, there's never a bad word said about this guy because he's polished. Profession is also highly intelligent, right? And so, but mm-hmm. the point is, right? Like, but highly intelligent is never the first thing, and she probably should be because he's extremely freaking smart. But the first thing that comes across is polish, right? That that again, that, yeah, that's that like a, that's just like a <laughs> battering ram. You just totally took down the castle wall, right? right? Like they have no defense against his intelligence now, right? It's, it's the whole <laughs> right. It's the whole package. Right, it's the whole package, right? The the, the polish, right? Like that and perfect, like that whole demeanor breaks down all the defenses, right? And so then he's gonna talk to them about stuff he knows a whole lot about, they probably know less about, right? And then it's and it's like, yeah, yeah, what he said. Right, <laughs> boom, done, Man. over. <laughs> you can tell what point we were raking to talk about. <laughs> All right, it gets so weird, right? Because uh, yeah, I mean, you know how we do these things. We don't plan them. It just it just shows up. <laughs> Go with the flow, man. Just obey the muse. Yeah. Right, I, I I have one one more. Uh, okay. Maybe wrap it up with, um, but that is when in doubt, over communicate. Yeah. Um, if it's like, uh, and and this is, I think this is the one where I have to be mindful about. Like on my implementations, like I just, I have to tell myself, I wake up in the morning, over communicate. We're going to over communicate today because my instinct is to not communicate until I figured it out. Right. If I'm yes. working on some dev thing, it's just like, oh, I'm just so close. I'm so close. Another couple hours, I'll have it. And then it's like the next day, it's like another couple hours, I'll have it. That's my instinct. So I have to train myself to say, okay, listen, um, at the end of the day, I'm going to send an update about where we are. Right. You know what I mean? Because. Yep. It, it kind of ties into options and uh, evidence, right? Sometimes it's just kind of like, it's not that important. Like maybe they just want to say, okay, well, they invested a day and a half in that. It's not coming together. Like maybe we just move on to something else or maybe we pick pay, plan B or at least I know that you're chipping away at it. So uh, like over communicate, they'll tell you if you're telling them too much, don't worry about that. But it's, it's far worse to just leave them hanging. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that over communication thing. So like that, that update at the end of the day, you know, especially if you're stuck, right. Mm-hmm. Or, yep. and, and, or the, or the thing is taking uh, longer than you would expect, right. Like letting folks know, Hey, this, this is the thing, right. This is where we are. And they're like, okay. Right. Maybe, like you said, maybe you don't want to work on that anymore. Or wow. Thanks for telling us. Didn't realize it was that hard. Right. Like I, we get it, but it's really important to the company. So we'd like you to keep it, keep at it. You know, so I, yeah, I mean, totally, yeah, totally with you on that. I mean, there's so many, there's so many opportunities for the variables to change when you're doing that, right? It's like, oh, like maybe we put some other dev on it who's done it before, or right, you, you know what I mean? You can swap resources, you can add resources, you can add time, you can reduce complexity, you can take a different option. Like yep. these are all things that should be on the table, and it's your your customer or your employer or your stakeholders choice essentially um but they'll never get to exercise that choice if you kind of hold it in um yeah and not just um and not just on service now deliverables but just kind of other stuff too um like 
there's a couple of people I've had to coach this year. Like, it's not necessarily obvious that, like, tell your boss if you have doctor's appointments, right? Put them on the calendar in advance or, you know, when you're taking your kids somewhere, like, don't surprise people with out of office or, you know, over-communicate that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Because people, um, there's sometimes an expectation that a thing's going to happen even before the communication. Again, right, this is the whole thing, right? Sometimes folks aren't communicating with you that they wanted an update on this thing tomorrow, right? Or they had something incredibly urgent to talk to you about tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. And you and you know that you won't be here tomorrow, right? And so they come in and, hey, we're going to get to work on this thing. And then it's, oh, you're out of the office. Would have been great had I known because maybe we could have talked about it the day before or the day after, right? Yep. And and so now, like, you know, we got to figure that out. And and so that, that then is going to, you know, color the conversation, to be quite honest, when it happens, Right. The first thing you're going to start with is either, hey, uh, where were you yesterday? I need it. Or, hey, I'm sorry I didn't tell you that I wasn't going to be here. Neither one of those are the way that you want to start a conversation. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, man. Like hard lessons learned through life, man. Right. <laughs> Right. So all of this stuff matters. All of these little small things kind of go into feed into a, a conversation in order to, for it to be successful for you. Right. And, and hopefully for all parties. All right. We have about 35 minutes of record. I hope there was some wisdom in there for you. And uh, gosh, 89 episodes and no outro. <laughs> Still no outro. <laughs> all right. We'll see you on the next one. Hey yo, welcome to the winner's circle. Polish your crown, here to optimize your workflow. That's service now. This ain't your typical run of the mill. Tech talk, go G's, we're the best in the field. We'll help you level up and build your credibility. Now let me ask you one question, who the realest be? Unapologetic, if we said it, then we meant it. Foundation built on trust, authentic, so it's cemented. Better make way, only facts in the booth. You're now tuned in with CJ and the Duke. Uh, what success? I'll let you in on the scoop. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Come on. Yeah. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Yeah. CJ and the Duke. What's that? Huh? Service now. Come on. Yeah. I said welcome to the winner's circle. Yeah. Yeah.